Hello again, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And I'm not going to forget to do it till the end of the show. There are many ways you can listen to this program, first and foremost of which soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. All the episodes go up there. If you follow us, you will get a notification every time a new episode goes live, as well iTunes. Subscribe, new episodes to your device. Boom. It's so easy. No effort on your part. You literally easy. tap one thing. Just tap the thing. And if, if while you're tapping, you would be so inclined as to leave us a rating or a review as our, uh, our homegirl Alex did this week. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you, Alex. That was very sweet. We enjoy it. We hope you continue to enjoy the show. Uh, yeah. Ratings and reviews help us actually get a sense of who's What's listening and who enjoys the program. Because we don't get anything from iTunes. Yeah. I mean, we'd still be just, you know, yammering into a black abyss if we had no idea. Like, if there was nobody, I think we'd still be doing it. But it's nice yeah. to know. It is nice to know, especially because nobody talks to me on Facebook. <laughs> Somebody apparently is feeling a little <laughs> a little abandoned on our Facebook group, which uh, is at... <laughs> it is at... I was about to say, I'm not, I don't feel abandoned. I just feel sore. Well, maybe people forgot where the Facebook group is. Where's the Facebook group, Kate? It is at Uh www.facebook.com forward slash forward slash forward slash. Mm -hmm. Just one though. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you all have been putting backslashes in. It's a forward forward slash. slash. Mm -hmm. Anything after that? Geek down pod. Geek down pod. Um, And you can give us... You know, you can ask us questions, you can give us comments, you can give us, you know, um, suggestions for things you might want us to review. Oh, Alex did, actually. I have to remember that. Alex shot me a couple things that she thought we should check out. See? Just like Alex. Be like Alex. Be like Alex. Thank you, Alex. Um, Do we have anything from Jon Snow this week? (laughs) No, I actually, I don't even know if you heard the last episode because I didn't get a text from him. (laughs) Usually he'll text me random things during the week, uh, but when he was listening. We, we, We bigged you up so hard, Jon Snow. Oh no! Don't don't make me feel bad now. If you're listening to this, all's good, and I'll see you soon. We'll hang out <sighs> soon. How was your week, Kate? It has been the busiest week. The busiest week. The busiest. Why? Um, because I went to laser tag on Tuesday. Laser tag. Yeah, and then I did archery tag the same week. Oh, you got you got a Jones for archery tag ever since you're. Your stop at the at the Ren Fair? Well, it was actually, it was friends that we know from that. Mm. And then for a birthday, there was archery tag was ah. being done. And then we went camping. And so it's been a very busy week. Charlie, don't camp. Who's Charlie? Me. <laughs> Why are you Charlie? Because I, I feel like it, damn it. Oh, God. I'd rather not be camping. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it was, we went to, it, sort of our cottage. It's a cottage. Oh, it's kind a cottage. Of, yeah. It's not like outdoor tent camping. It's not like shitting in a trash bag camping. <laughs> no. You also don't do that. You have definitely never been camping. Uh, that's how you camp out the county way. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's a whole other world. Where you uh, take your boat across the Detroit River into one of the little inlet island type things, maybe on Hidden Lake, find a little campsite there, put your tent up, yep. hang out. If you got a shit, Usually it's a nice little like donut on a stand with a trash bag, and you uh, dig a hole. Drop a deuce in that. You dig a hole. We're not animals, Kaylin. Oh Jesus! We should at least have a trash bag. Oh God! 
The sickest I ever got was where I thought it would be funny to drink as much lake water as I possibly could as, <gasps> oh, a, as a no, child. You did it. Oh boy, did I! And I puked that tent like there was no tomorrow. <gasps> oh, and I said that we weren't going to talk about anything gross this episode. <laughs> Oops. How did we get on? We should have been talking about laser tag. I could have told you about archery tag. Tell me about laser tag. Okay, laser tag was fantastic. It is way better when you're older and you can shoot better. I haven't been to laser tag in in like six years, maybe. Oh, fantastic. And archery tag was so much fun. uh, We went to something called the Hood Archery Games in London, Ontario. And uh, has your your aim improved? No. But I was really good at not getting hit. How's your foot with all of this activity you're doing? I've been fine. All right. Yeah, Zumba, it doesn't start again until September. Oh. So there's been no, like, crazy... And you're not allowed in laser tag, you... And both laser tag and... Well, no, mostly laser tag, you can't... They say you can't sprint. You can jog, but you can't sprint. You're, like, not allowed to sprint? Though we weren't monitored at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, it's anarchy at the archery tag. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. This wasn't archery tag. This was laser tag. Ah. Archery tag. We were supervised because they with the arrows. And yeah, they have foam things at the end. But if you trust me, I got hit by a couple of them. Also, if you use the bow incorrectly, you get this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a giant bruise. A giant bruise on the inside of Kate's elbow. On the inside of my arm, um, and that was from not uh using the bow properly and having the string pelt me in the arm as i was launching the arrow so like for laser tag and archery tag yeah is it similar to paintball where there are those like little motherfuckers that take it like way too seriously and like have all their own gear and shit oh no laser tag is uh, they give you a vest (laughs) and you're good to go archery tag same thing they give you all the equipment you do get a face mask but it's not like paintball some some dude looking like Oliver Queen comes rolling in. He's <laughs> got a full green leotard. I on knew shit. people who did who were really into paintball, and they would spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on their gear. Oh, um, but nuts. I mean, if it's your thing, it's your thing. We've spent money on things, so we really can't say much. What are you talking about? It's not <laughs> like I just had a conversation about the time I spent a thousand dollars at Anime North. You spent a thousand dollars in one. At one con, yes, because it what? was before I lived here. And it was like my second con. Right. Like the first, I went twice. The first one I went to, I had no idea what to expect. I think I told this story before. It's when we like didn't stay anywhere near the convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second one, we were like, we know what we're doing now. We are getting the hotel room and we are like doing this legit. So like early 20s Jordan with no expenses, no rent, living at home, working his crappy, you know, $500 a week job or something that'd be nice actually $500 <laughs> every two week job um just tucking a little away every month and like not expecting to come back like this is this is your one shot this is your one opportunity like you gotta if you see a die cast 11 inch giant robo toy you better grab that shit for $150 they're all enjoying a wonderful afterlife in my parents basement now but money well spent fam I um, I don't think I've the only thing I have spent a lot of money on was our trip to uh, Disney World mm. slash Universal Studios. I think that's the only thing I've ever been like, I'm going to spend this amount of money and it's kind of a lot. And because I, I wanted to buy a magic wand <laughs> and by God, I did. And I had so much fun. I currently have like five. Well, could have a little bit and i'm you know, vacation pays banking I was gonna say i have like no spending money for new york right now oh no 
It's so sad. Uh, like I, I'm living my best life here in Toronto. Yeah. Like I'm just, it's the summer. I've been, I've been. It's hard to save money during the summer. I've been out more. I've been doing more things, which is bizarre. It's so me. weird because now you can't complain. You have no social life. I know. Because trying to book you this week is, was hard. People want to do things with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. I have no idea what to make of that. Uh, hope you enjoyed it because the rent came out today. <laughs> pa- Papa checked that bank account after the LCBO run and was like, ooh. <laughs> No. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. Um, but yeah, <laughs> New York is looming. But we are two months away. Today, I think. I think two months from today, I would have been mean coming you don't, back. You, have, you don't have a countdown calendar? Not on me. It's on my phone. <laughs> um, yeah, so we will be on our way. Exciting, exciting time in perfume world. Is it? Yes, it's it's all but been confirmed through multiple sources. Sources. Through multiple sources. <laughs> uh, Achan possibly having a boyfriend oh <gasps> are they allowed to do that scandal they're treated differently because they're not technically idols and they're older like they're all like 27 at this point i don't think any fan could reasonably expect that a 27 year old woman would not have had any relationship ever in their lives at this point right um or that they would not be currently involved with somebody since i have been a fan of been paying attention this has been the most publicized one Huh. There's been scuttlebutt in the past that I've heard about after the fact. Right. Um, but this is the first one where it's like they've been spotted a couple places. Um, the dude, I guess I just saw this before you got here, released, uh, not released, but he was like interviewed and he just gave the usual like, oh, we're just friends, blah, blah, blah. Their agencies did not deny it. They just said people's private lives are, you know, let them deal with it type of thing. Right. Which is not usually what would happen if they were like 16 year old members of akb 48 or something right um so yeah i hope you're happy achan she doesn't listen to the podcast jordan she does she's always listening she's always with me he's like 40 she's 27 he's 40 yeah that that, that happens <laughs> boy does it you have to <laughs> cut that out <laughs> news news though i feel like i was oh i was gonna talk oh, about my chocolate oh my god you're right this she's, is the most important news she's very excited about this i'm gonna crinkle a package i'm gonna eat some i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have a little you're gonna have some you're gonna say you, gonna say, you mock me i do it? i'm gonna mock it again in like uh, two minutes go ahead okay so tell the people a couple episodes ago i brought with me um to jordan's apartment where we record not a recording studio as some may think it is a recording studio and an apartment it's amazing I brought these cookies called Enjoy Life. And they weren't... Well, I mean, sorry, the company's called Enjoy Life. I think they were chocolate chip. They were not the best cookies, but they also weren't the worst cookies. Mm. But we'll just stick with they weren't the best cookies. And Jordan mocked me ceaselessly about this. Uh, it was a very good joke. I like to revisit it. I believe I said the. it's ironic that the company is called Enjoy Life because that's the last thing you do when you eat the cookies. Yeah. Anyways, I found Killing it. in the grocery store that Enjoy Life makes chocolate I can eat, which is chocolate that does not have dairy in it. And this is extremely hard to find, as you can imagine. So I brought it with me and I showed Jordan and I was so excited. And... <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, it does taste pretty good. It, it's excellent. It's pretty good. It I tastes mean, exactly like chocolate. Yeah, it does. What's important to note is that the package that this is in is a very large 500 gram um, <laughs> just like pouch. Yep. Um, Caitlin, mm-hmm. did you grab that from the baking aisle? <laughs> Are these meant for baking? 
You know what, Jordan? And we're just mowing on them, like. You know what? Mm. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't take this from me. <laughs> I fucking need this. <laughs> Especially because most of the things that are like. These are good and don't have any of the bad things. Taste terrible. So, and this doesn't. This tastes amazing. So somebody who has lapsed on the podcast was like, oh, do you have olives and cheese for Kayla? And I was like, Kayla can't eat any of that. It's yeah. like she was just eating it. And I was like, yeah, miss a month, miss a lot. Yeah. So this is... A lot of changes. I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy for you that you oh, have... Oh, I've also figured out that I can probably eat gluten. Oh. We th- we're pretty sure. So what's that going to bring back to the table? Um, Bread. Bread's always exciting. Most bread isn't made with milk, so I can eat bread. You have any just, idea how just, amazing that is? Just dry bread. Well, no, I, I have my I put jam on it. Or olive oil margarine, mm. which tastes amazing. It tastes like butter, which I can't eat. There are all kinds of things. I feel like that's similar to like, don't leave that shit on your counter on a hot day, or or you'll never want to eat it again. That's what, what happened to me. Margarine. That, that's why I've been on butter for back on butter for like the past two years. Because one summer I left that tub of margarine out on the counter <laughs> and saw what happened to it after it sat out in the heat all day. Well, yeah, but butter does that too. Um, not with clear plasticky chunks in it. <laughs> well, margarine. Like I'm sure so- it's just hey, I'm yeah. sure it's just gelatin of some kind. But like, yo, margarine. It was, you're just supposed to, you are supposed to put back into the fridge specifically. <laughs> it was a bad scene. <laughs> so just butter will just melt into yellow sludge. There's no floaties. Or it will... It's not like in orbits. I, I put some butter on something because I left my margarine at the at the cottage. Mm-hmm. And... And you died? I was so sick <laughs> last night. I was like, no. I thought maybe if it was only a little bit, I'd be fine. No. it. I was so ill. Yeah. So... But she still toughs it out. She still makes it out here every week for y'all. Yeah. I trek out. All right, so actual news, actual exciting news. Yes. Netflix. It's a thing. It's a thing. The end. No. <laughs> um, Netflix has re-added all of the Star Trek. They went away? All of it. Yes. TNG went away. It was devastating. What? Yes. Didn't you know this? No. Could not find it for ages. And I was like, I can't believe Netflix got rid of TNG. It basically made the spike network in in the 2000s like that's what legitimately people watch the spike spike network because they got the tng episodes and would like just play like eight in a row (laughs) yes so but not only do they bring back tng they brought back legitimately like all the star trek there is uh, Star Trek Enterprise, uh, the original series, Voyager, DS9, the animated series. What? There's a whole bunch of TNG movies on there as well, like Nemesis and stuff. Mm. So I was super thrilled with it, and I actually have not seen Enterprise, so I think I might start watching no, it. No, neither did I. Um, I know it's terrible, um, this is what I've been told, <laughs> but apparently there are some good bits uh, so I will sort of let people know what that's like, <laughs> if it if it if it's worth even watching a little bit. Well, there you go. If it's too hot to leave the damn house and you need something to hold up with, yeah. Speak. We talk about comfort food a lot. Yeah, TNG is definitely oh absolutely definitely comfort food. And Voyager, because Voyager is amazing and Janeway is the best captain. Yeah, so you say. I up- will fight you. Update to uh, moving on. Update to summer of butt hurt. Yeah. Two K sixteen. Relax, everybody. Cap wasn't really Hydra. 
Yeah, so I don't know anything about this. Or he is, but he isn't. So after the reveal in Steve Rogers, Captain America number one, that Steve Rogers was actually a sort of sleeper Hydra agent for his whole life, they basically revealed everything in issue two. Okay. No mystery there. (laughs) Just lay it all out. Uh, And yeah, it was that Cosmic Cube kid, whatever. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, Steve Rogers is not Hydra is basically the point. Well, he thinks he is. He has not gone his whole life as a Hydra agent. These are all false memories. Oh, I Um, see. But as we have it right now, yes, he believes he has been serving Hydra his whole life. But not really. So just relax, everybody. You know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Carol Danvers is going to fix it. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah, we have yet to know how this is going to play out. If he actually has done anything questionable. Right. Um, or how long he's had these memories. I guess it dates back to something called Avengers Standoff. Uh, I don't know what that is. But yeah, it's it's fine, everybody. Have an Ovaltine. I love Ovaltine. <laughs> Have an Ovaltine. Relax. Kick your feet up. He's not really Hydra. Watch some TNG. It's going to be fine. Just, I promise you, it's going to be fine. I think your soothing voice has helped these people get through it. If I can give one thing back to the community that I take so much from, may it be the dulcet tones of, of my NPR voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving back, Jordan. It's going to be okay. I promise you. Captain America isn't really high. No, it sounds like I'm trying. <laughs> It sounds like I'm recording propaganda. <laughs> Captain America isn't really Hydra. Oh, or like someone has it for their, like the, the, the what is it? They, what's it called when you listen to something when you're sleeping? They have a name for it, don't they? Uh-huh. Oh, anyways. Apparently you can learn things in your sleep <laughs> if you listen to it. Oh, matter. yeah. No, I've heard that, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. So moving on to other important pieces of news. Yes. Well, important to us. Um, Samurai Jack is back. Never watched it. You've never watched Samurai Jack? I think I tried once (gasps) when it was like first airing, Um, but it never really hooked me for some reason. It's something I would like to go back to at some point. Well, that can be arranged. (laughs) It is back for a season five on the Cartoon Network. I believe it's coming back sometime in 20s, like later, maybe the fall. They actually, the article I read didn't specify, um, and I looked it up a bit and I didn't seem to find it. But it's it's coming back um, on a block of programming called uh, Toonami, um, which I think something else is coming back on, onto that block as well. Well, we all love Toonami. To- Isn't that what I said? You said Toonami. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be like, su- okay, anyways. It is a play on Tsunami. <laughs> But that's not how you pronounce it, Caitlin. <laughs> it's not pronounced tsunami. So uh, we love her so much. Yeah, uh, this is like the original. This block has come back in, I think, only in like the last couple of years. Right. Um, it was a huge mainstay of like early aughts Cartoon Network programming and for anime in North America. This is where you first saw Dragon Ball. This is where you first saw like Yu Yu Hakusho and... And a bunch of the shows that first dropped, I'm sure Sailor Moon was on there as well. And it has come back in recent years after, I think they did like an April Fool's Day, where they just brought it back for like one day and people lost their goddamn minds. So they were like, maybe we should do this again. Uh, so they've been bring- I feel like that's kind of mean. They've been bringing it back. A lot of the new Gundam shows have been on there. Uh, Michiko and Hachim was on there. They'll just like do like a quick blast where it's not like... A show will be on there once and then like you never see it again. Right. And another show that will be uh, getting its English dub premiere... 
uh, by Toonami is One Punch Man. Right. On July 15th, I think, 15th. it debuts. Okay. I'll correct that. But it's, it's sometime this month. Um, Can you also do correct the Samurai Jack thing? What about it? Well, I don't know when it premieres. I couldn't figure oh. that out. <laughs> so just while you're looking stuff up, just look that up as well. Yeah, Toonami is one of the, like, as far as Western exposure to anime is, like, it's one of the biggest things out there because it airs, like, in the middle of the day on one of the biggest cable channels for that sort of thing. If you like animation, you watch the Cartoon Network. I like, I greatly enjoy that they're putting energy back into it, and I like that they're revisiting some of their older things. I think, didn't they always say they were going to get around to finishing up? Samurai Jack like it wasn't done I don't know I looked I looked that up recently when I was like curious about this show yeah. probably on the heels of like watching Steven Universe or something and thinking about other Cartoon Network shows yeah no it did not end it was a show that seemed like it was going to have a proper ending and it never got there um, well for anyone who was watching for like years I mean there's four there are four seasons you get really upset because not it's it's weird. It's a show where in the episode a lot happens, but as the arc goes, not a lot happens. Yeah, it's really like slow, isn't it? Like yeah, it it's not a talky show. That's something I really liked about it was that it was very quiet and planned out, and the visuals were what gave you the cues about what was going on. Um, and but for anyone who watched for years, I could f- I could see how you would be frustrated. But they're not really being an ending. Though I don't remember a fourth season. I don't even know if I saw all of fourth season. I think something was going on in my life right when fourth season was coming out. So I didn't end up watching it. But I own I own the first three seasons. And there will be sort of episodes where little things will happen. But mm. basically the same kind of thing happened every every uh. episode. Um, but it's always really been a really cool concept. And everyone who's working on it seems to be very excited about it. So I'm excited and I can't wait to see fifth season. Did you ever check out the Powerpuff Girls reboot? No, I didn't. We just love to talk about things and never look at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because we're busy. We're busy people. So much to watch all the time. If someone would pay us to just <laughs> watch things and do our podcast, then I would watch all these things. But, you know. be more than happy to park my ass all day and turn into a South Park meme. Yeah. But until that day, some things will have to suffer. Yeah. Well, shouts to that. Like I said, I never saw it, but maybe once it wraps up. It'll be something I double back on. It might be on the list. Is it on the master list? Yeah. And other things that are sort of coming back into the collective consciousness and getting not relaunched, but I guess getting put out there again. Um, Wreck-It Ralph is getting a sequel. That's not surprising, is it? I No, I guess it's not. I guess they do sequels now and they do them well. But I'm always, I always think that a sequels kind of taint the property. Um, like this Frozen sequel, I'm kind of apprehensive about because every other Disney se- sequel of the princesses has been come out as a oh, yeah, straight like to direct to video. Yeah, exactly. Garbage cashins. But this Frozen one is actually coming out into theaters. Um, Ralph theaters, Dory theaters, mm. right? Uh, I think Toy Story probably set this up. I mean, they did so well on Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Yeah, this is definitely a beast of Pixar's making. Yeah. Related to that, Pixar actually said this week that whenever Incredibles 2 comes out, 2019, I think, um, might be sooner. But whenever Incredibles, Incredibles 2 is the last sequel they have planned. And that's like 
that's it. It's like back to originals after right. that. Thank fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> not that I have a problem with Pixar movies, but like I was really bummed out when they just started like farming sequels like over and over again. Though, I mean, if it's, you know, if they're good sequels, then... Yeah, none of them were, were bad, per se. Toy Story 3 was great. Yeah, I haven't seen Dory. Um, I've seen the Toy Stories. I'm trying to think if there's any other sequels to anything. I'm kind of excited about Incredibles sequel sequel because I uh, I didn't realize they were making one. I didn't really either until this story started making the rounds this week. Um, makes sense. Oh, it's yeah. It's one of their best movies. Certainly something that lends itself to to a sequel. Yeah. Oh, superheroes always. As we know from... As we, um, <laughs> as we know. Never get um, enough of them superheroes. No. I, though at some point, I think we must get tired out, right? I keep waiting for it. Yeah, it's kind of well. my whole role on this show. <laughs> waiting for, waiting well, for the Godot of superhero malaise, but it never happened. I read something with Tarzan that describes him as a superhero. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that they, apparently it was terrible. That came out? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, um, Skarsgård. Oh, Skarsgård. Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, I'm knocking things over again. Skarsgård has got me all... <laughs> Well, now I'm, leaving, now I'm leaving it in because yeah, because <laughs> she's worked up about scars, girl. Um, but yeah, no, it was just basically it was a terrible movie, and all of the actors deserved better. <laughs> and it just why are they making another Tarzan movie? It just doesn't make any sense. Got to keep that IP on lock. I guess. Although Tarzan's got to be public domain by now. Yes, isn't it? Maybe not for movie rights. Maybe those get negotiated differently. Either I, way. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, that's the whole big thing with Disney, right? Do you know about that? No. Oh, um, Disney, Disney put the kibosh on people getting public domain for things like Mickey Mouse. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that makes sense. They, like... They they shouldn't be able to do that, but for basically a whole bunch of their properties, they it's said like a hundred years plus the life of the creator or something like that it goes into public domain. Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, no, it was coming up, and they fought to. <laughs> Goddamn right, they did. Yeah, if which, anybody was gonna. But that's unfair. They shouldn't be able to do that. No, they shouldn't. But it's the world we live in. I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> and on that news, Jor- Jordan's oh. theory, Jordan's opinions on uh, copyright laws are a long and detailed and involved discussion for another time. But <laughs> oh, you mean on copyright chat with Jordan and Kate? <laughs> <laughs> new spinoff, uh, copy chat. Yeah. Uh, oh, it sounds like copycat. Right. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, it was good. Uh. Um, but sorry, I was going to say, speaking mm. of on a different world. See, yeah, my segue game is getting better. It's getting better. better. So long as um, it's your deflection game. but <laughs> um, The largest ever radio telescope called SETI. Oh, my God. Is it time for Caitlin's Astronomy Minute? Yeah, kind of. Uh, this hard science stuff, I think, is, is a win. Um, <laughs> SETI has, uh, is ready to go in China. Sorry, what is this thing? It's, it's called a um, radio telescope. Okay. What it does is it searches for signals all throughout uh, the galaxy. The, the, the hand they can't mo- see the, my hands. The hand motions are really helping. <laughs> um, it's uh, complex, and I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to put everyone to sleep. Wavy hands means the galaxy. The galaxy. That's how you know. And beyond. <laughs> beyond. To close galaxies like Andromeda. Mm-hmm. And they look for signals from possibly aliens. Aliens. 
aliens. <laughs> I did the hand motions <laughs> for did, aliens. I did the hand motions for that. Yeah. Aliens. aliens. Now, a little while ago, everyone thought that they had found something, but mm-hmm. really... Um, it just wasn't calibrated properly, which made a lot of us very sad. Uh, people who think that there's possibly something else out there. So um, hopefully this this uh, uh, radio telescope is actually the the one that is... How do I say this? Oh, I always get... Con- oh, these things always make my brain hurt. The one that is the size below this one is oh, is like less than half the size. Does that make sense? Does that sentence make sense? The next largest yeah, that's it. telescope is half the size of this Yeah, one. yeah, that's it. That's it. So hopefully we'll find a signal and then we'll make alien friends and they will take me to their world. And they will open their portals of chaos from below the depths, which is where they will come to exterminate us all. This is not Pacific Rim. It's coming. It, it's not coming. You're a visionary, Guillermo. <sighs> well, let's take your mind off of the impending aquatic doom uh-huh. is something that's going to make you caitlin much more happier yeah hey kate yeah what's happening in idris world <laughs> it's called idris watch 2016 <laughs> okay <laughs> what did idris do this week um just was you know good looking as <laughs> just, usual just looked at a camera and smiled and made you <laughs> made my heart melt made things happen in places we don't talk about um so there are more idris pictures on the set of the dark tower <laughs> As well as Matthew McConaughey pictures, but that's not as important. Who gives a shit? No, who cares? And I'm getting even more excited for The Dark Tower. That's all. If The Dark Tower turned out to be Idris Elba reading a Greek takeout menu for two hours, Mm -hmm. would you still pay money on opening day to see it? (sighs) What's he wearing? Whatever his rolling costume is. Yeah. Probably. Le- leather duster. Yeah. Shirt open mid chest. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not, let's not pursue that line of <laughs> questioning. Um, Somebody's face got a little aggressive just <laughs> now. Uh, I also really like cowboys. So. <laughs> As we'll get to later on this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I probably. I really like Idris Elba. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, really? Yeah, really. Listen, I, I can admit it. I'm comfortable. I'm confident. He's a beautiful man. He is. And he's a great actor. And also is a cowboy <laughs> in this more upcoming movie. That's just like that's just like gravy for you, isn't it? It's like you take Idris Elba and then just like slowly drizzle cowboy gravy all over him and you're like she, she just squeed. No, she's saying ooh, but the look on her face, she just squeed. You have some more chocolate. She's <laughs> She's feeling all kinds of way right now. No, no. I mean, most men, if you put them in cowboy gear, I'd be like, I'm there. Um, All right. Or women for that matter. Come in next week and I'm wearing a Stetson. We're going to check this (laughs) theory. No, well, no, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... That's basically, that was Idris Watch 2016 update. This, this, this week's update in Idris Watch 2K16. I'm sure there will be another one. I'm oh, sure yeah, he'll, absolutely. I'm sure he'll go out and buy a newspaper and there will be a photo of it and Caitlin will let us all know <laughs> that he was wearing <laughs> that he was wearing track shorts and, and Nikes. Well, uh, I don't care. And his calves looked awesome. Oh, well, no, he, he yeah, probably does a, have a nice back calf. On board yeah, maybe. Back on board? Yeah, maybe. I thought you, thought you would be. <laughs> Sorry, I was just saying with Idris Elba. <laughs> We will never be able to make it through this segment. Well, that you keep on bringing him up in different outfits, okay? So it's not my fault. Um, Just a woman. 
What if he was wearing like a barrel with suspenders, like a what? like a old timey gambler who lost all his money? Um, no. Uh, now I'm thinking about Paul Bettany in A Knight's Tale, who's also a very good looking man. Not wearing anything. Does he wear a barrel with suspenders? No, but he loses all his money in his uh. clothes at one point and is walking around naked. It's good times. Take your word for it. Yep. Wait, what's the show about again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're actually changing the name. It's now called Kate Woodja, where I just rattle off <laughs> names of, of dudes and you... you do you have anything else besides the dress? No, <laughs> that was the end of the list. All right. We went through all the news. Well, I guess that just about does it for the news. I mean, Anime Expo happened this week, which is like the Comic-Con of anime. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff announced, mostly like releases and things like that. Um, oh, and that one thing that made you go, <gasps> Yes, but that will come up later. Oh. It's related. So um, stay tuned, folks. So stay tuned to the second segment. Uh, yeah, mostly like release dates. If I see anything, I'm just scrolling through a giant list of headlines and announcements. Like I said, it's mostly about things that are getting released or dubs that have been announced. I still don't understand why y'all get so excited when a dub's announced, but yeah, they, re- they I, really do. I know some people who really can't watch and read at the same time. Like, it's very difficult for them, so maybe that's part of it. Is that just that it it's easier on them and they can enjoy it a little bit more? But yes, If you really want to watch a show that much, like, I don't, I don't understand waiting for the dub. But, hey, Shakun Osongu. Uh, so we will... I don't know what that means. means to each his own taste. Ooh. Francaise. You're the French immersion kid, right? It didn't sound like French. What did you say? Chacun au son goût. Oh. Okay, yeah. There you, you go. You just have a terrible accent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving me that look. <laughs> He's had enough of my crap. Which means I need to go for a walk and when we get back. We will move on to the second portion of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other, things that we would not have encountered on our own. To see if we liked them. Or just what we thought. It's uh, some heavy hitters this week. Yeah. It's kind of a big one. Big ones. It's the elephants in the room. We haven't been we haven't addressed it yet, but it's some some heavy hitters this week. And we will see if we still remain friends when it's over after this week. See you soon. Thank you for rejoining us. Uh, hopefully you stuck around to know what this anime-esque news is from Jordan. And, you know, just because you want to hang out with us. We haven't mentioned it in a while, but that uh, portion over there where they had all the music. and well, I say they. We had all the music and everything. Um, that was possibly where we could have advertisements. Oh, Caitlin, I don't even mention it anymore because it's never going to happen. You don't know that never gonna happen no it might <laughs> probably not but it might and you know maybe someone who's new to the show was like why do they have that music over there and now <laughs> i have informed them and they have some sort of business they'd like to promote well if you do get at us because uh jordan doesn't have any spending money for new york because <laughs> <laughs> i could, could use a little pocket change and i need a new phone screen because i can no longer hang up my calls <laughs> i uh that's one thing. Uh, definitely have a friend who her screen is so bad. After a certain point, um, her entire like screen just becomes like wingdings. 
<laughs> like the keypad is just like like it's a numerical code to get in. She'll like open the lock screen and she just starts like mashing squares because that's all that's on there and not numbers. Oh dear. Y'all, y'all Android people got some got some issues. Well, if you crack your screen, <laughs> you, dro- you do. Dropping your phone. Um, yes. So. Geekdownpod at gmail.com. If, 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 you know, just, just in case. And, you know, we just also like to be informative. Well, before we get into the portion of the show where we talk about the things that we brought each other, we have to establish that there are rules. There are. The first being the rule of three. The rule of three, meaning if it runs on installments, episodes, issues, parts. Cycles. Of any kind. You have to allow three of them. Because the first one is usually the pilot and particularly not good. Uh, no. So you just have to give it a chance to try and establish itself. Three episodes is sufficient investment of your energy to figure out if something is going to be worth your while or not. Sidebar, rule of three, yeah. cha- change in lives. People out there telling me they're adopting it for, for new things they're checking out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, we can put that on the list of things people owe us. <laughs> You're on the wall, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Rule number two. Hashtag save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Which means we will not talk about the thing that we brought each other, no matter how badly we want to. No, we will not. As some of you know, Jordan and my relationship basically started out sort of being us yelling at each other over Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about things we'd read or television televisions we'd watched or given each other to look at um and we were worried that if we did this podcast our relationship would just crumble there's nothing left uh because we had to save it for the pod just realized we didn't even like each other anymore yeah but that didn't happen it didn't a we found things we could watch <laughs> b we just yell at each other about other things like yeah. the podcast like yeah, we just yell at each other about the podcast sometimes very difficult to not yell at each other yes very difficult to save it for the pod. Sometimes so easy, we don't even know if we've watched it. No, we have no idea. Um, but we usually, we're usually pretty good. Uh, and finally, the third rule. Spoilers. There, well, which is not really a rule, it's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. They come in. Yeah. Um, so sometimes there are spoilers in the news part, but well, we try to avoid it. But this part of the show, there is definitely going to be spoilers. We going to get into it. Plots, people, Moments, big events. Things yeah. that happen. If you have a zero tolerance policy on spoilers, you don't want to know anything about nothing. Then you can go and find Enjoy Life chocolate at your nearest supermarket and uh, peace out. <laughs> Take a break. I just noticed they're called Mega Chunks mega chunks of chocolate you know piddly ass chunks up in here if you're going to enjoy life you're enjoying life with mega chunks yeah that sounds about right listen to that that's on the fly ad copy geekdownpod at gmail.com <laughs> get at us enjoy life seriously the amount of free fucking advertising you've already given this company uh, well i mean i don't think anyone else has my diet restrictions though if you do i mean i shit on them just as much as you dig <laughs> up them but seriously step your cookie game up the chocolate's good but the cho- chocolate's very good um no one else has my diet restrictions, I don't think. But if you do, let me know on the Facebook group uh, because I'd really like to hear from you. And get recipes. Yeah. And how you handle not being able to eat anything. And how you enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. Having to eat enjoy life. <laughs> okay, now leave the chocolate alone. Let's get this going. All right. Uh, I believe it is my thing first. Yes. 
So, what I brought Jordan this week is the 1993 Western called Tombstone. Bitch, you ain't seen that one coming. Well, they probably did because they probably saw the what the, <laughs> yeah. the title of the, the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Westerns. This is one of my favorites. Uh, it We talked just a little while ago about comfort food in the form of television or things that you watch that just make you feel good. This is one of those things. It's not particularly the best Western ever, but there are parts of it that I love. And I wanted to know how Jordan would react to it. Um, it was directed by George P. Uh, Cosmatos. Um, he, From what I know, he d- hasn't done a ton of Westerns. A lot of directors from the 60s and 70s, basically they that was sort of their bread and butter. But he's done a whole bunch of different things, uh, Mr. Uh, Cosmatos. Um, it is starring Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday, and Sam Elliott as Virgil. There mm. are also a whole bunch of other 90s actors mm. in there. Um, but basically, Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott. Oh, Having yeah. my Idris moment for Sam Elliott. <laughs> that mustache and mm. that voice. Uh, basically, those are the three big names and the important characters. Excuse you. Right. What? Bill Pullman? Okay. The Paxton. Oh my God, I legitimately <laughs> did it. You I did told it. myself not to do it. <laughs> oh my God, Bill Paxton. I'm sorry. I am not the only one. Well, everybody does it, but I legitimately told myself when I was watching the movie, remember that's Bill Paxton and not Bill Pullman. Not Bill and Pullman. I just did it. You just nah. did it. Sorry, not sorry. Um. Anyways, so basically it is a... Uh, film based on the events around Tombstone, uh, Tombstone, Arizona, uh, which includes the very famous gunfight at the OK Corral. Yes. Um, and the Earp Vendetta ride. Earp. Uh, which is not as well known, but it is part of that whole mythology. Is that the latter half of the movie? Yes, that is. Okay. It depicts a number of Western outlaws and lawmen, such as Wyatt Earp, William Brock, uh, Brocious? Brock, Brockius? I, I don't know anything. Curly Bill? Maybe. <laughs> Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday. It commences with the retired Earp, um, who is a well-known peace officer. He's got a notable reputation at this point, even before all these events. From Kansas. He's from Kansas. Made his reputation there. Yeah. He reunites with his brothers uh, Virgil, um, Sam Elliott, and Morgan, Bill Paxton. Paxton. In Tucson, Arizona, uh, where they venture towards Tombstone, a small mining town, to settle down and to figure out what they want to do. He knows he doesn't want to get into the whole law thing. He just wants to sort of have a peaceful life. Um, there, they encounter Wyatt's long-term friend, Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer, who is amazing in this movie, um, who is, of course, a southern gambler, Um expert gunslinger and what they don't mention is also a dentist he actually made wyatt earp's teeth interesting um but anyways that's a whole other story basically they sort of are all friendly and they have sort of they open a a casino type thing um a saloon gambling yeah yeah and uh and they're having a good old time when these cowboys these Violent, horrible cowboys. That's what they're called. That's the name of the gang. Yeah, the, the cowboys. cowboys yeah. Sorry, the cowboys. Sorry, you said the, you said these cowboys. Oh, I, I meant... Kind of vague for people who haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but the cowboys, my apologies, start harassing the town and the people in it, uh, led by Curly Bill. 
And sort of tensions rise between the gang, the cowboys, and the Earps and Doc Holliday. And it escalates from there. I don't know if there are any other specific details. Oh, yeah, and there's a silly romance in the movie that they really could have just cut the whole thing out of. And it would have been a lot better, as you can tell from uh, Jordan's grunt there. He agrees. But Jordan, what did you think of Tombstone? I don't know how you even feel about Westerns. I don't know how I feel about Westerns either. Um, This comes from an era which would be the only era where I ever cared about Westerns. The 90s. Yeah, because there was a weird... I actually looked this up because I was like, there was a time when I was like, at some point in high school where it seemed like there was a shit ton of Westerns. Yeah, yeah, it was the Um, early 90s. And like across not genre because they're all westerns but like styles like yeah you had young guns you had tombstone you yep. had there was another white Earp movie with costner in it there was city slickers like there were all the westerns were popping yeah oh the they 90s. had definitely had a revival in the 90s um and this is where this comes from there's one where like sharon stone played a lady gunslinger like they were just a posse which was <laughs> mario van peebles with the black cowboys like it was yep. westerns were a thing at that point this is not one I was super familiar with, aside from uh, maybe just the vaguest idea of like, oh, yeah, it's the one where Val Kilmer's sweaty in it for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, not the best thing I've ever seen. It. <sighs> but I didn't have a terrible time watching it. It the, Really, the only part that... It's weird to give you something that I'm not like... It's not like my favorite Western in the entire I've world. I've done that like the last three weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> but... They're, the only thing I really don't like about this movie is the romance that they basically just mash yeah, into the rest of the movie. Probart in there. I I wish I was better at editing because I'd love to do a fan edit where I just edit <laughs> out all of the romance. Take out, who is she? Is that Dana Delaney? Is that who? Yeah. Yes, it is Dana Delaney. Um. Yeah. Some actress who wanders into town and captures Wyatt's heart away from his coke-addled <laughs> wife. Hey, that is prescription medicine. Sucking back that laudanum like there's, n- <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. The one thing I loved immediately was, remember how we talked about Save the Cat a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Heavy, first, he- heavy-handed. First time you see Wyatt Earp, yeah. steps off that train, goes and stops a guy from whipping a horse. Yeah. Yeah, oh that's yeah. A, that's a good guy. You know he's a good guy because he stopped that dude from whipping a horse. Um, and you know that they're the, the cowboys... The, the gang, not, they're not, it doesn't matter. The cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> that they are bad guys because they basically try to rape a woman on her wedding day. Yeah. And. <laughs> Going back to what we always say about how like sometimes less is more, Mark Miller. Uh, yeah. They just kind of like lifted her off and took her into the church and it was like, oh, that's not going to go well for anybody. But then they, they she gets shot. And then they shoot her. Like immediately. Um, um, and so there are some bits that are very 90s, I like to put it. You know, it, the storytelling is not very advanced, but there is some really great acting. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Like, no one does suspense like the Western genre. And maybe I just don't have a ton of experience with Westerns, because it seemed like everybody was either oddly cool with each other or, like, not. <laughs> like, something would happen and I would be like, why did you not just shoot that guy immediately? <laughs> but they would talk. Yeah. And then walk away. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's just going to come back and like try to shoot you later. Like, I think the idea is that, you know, they always want to try and keep the peace. I guess. But it's it is, you know, the Wild West for a reason. You know, there there isn't a policeman on every corner and there are a lot of bad guys. There's a moment like the OK Corral moment where like 
I think at this point, was it Virgil has become lawlessness has is too much for Virgil to take at this point, and he agrees to become the town sheriff. Yeah. And sorry, what was Paxton's name? Morgan. Morgan. Morgan's a deputy. Uh, why it's not official? He's just there to like back up his brothers. Yeah. And it's like. They have decided guns in town, no longer a thing. Yep. Going to go to the OK Corral, get some cowboys as guns. And they walk there and they're standing there and the lead like, you know, shitty and grin, squirrely, always sliming his way out of the Ike, I think his name is. Um, yeah. Who's like always like doing terrible shit and like then can't understand why anyone would want to try to shoot him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they all walk up. They got their like, you know, finger in their pistols. And Ike is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I know we're the most terrible people in town, and we will shoot you in the face the first chance we get. Let's not get crazy stepping in here, threatening to shoot us. Maybe that's just a thing with Westerns. I was like, why, 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 why? It, it is definitely a weird, like, there's tension builds in weird places. Um, but I just I, I just chalk that up to the genre. <laughs> there were some fun moments. Oh, who the hell did it? Was it Wyatt or Doc? I don't know if it was Rango who was drunk or Ike. Where it was like, oh no, I think it was just like some rando like got up in his face while he was drunk and either Doc or Wyatt like pulled the dude's gun out of its own holster and clubbed him in the head with it. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I only saw the movie like a year ago, but I, I can't remember. Um, The the standout for me in this movie is Val Kilmer. He's doing like a w- weird proto Heath Ledger Joker thing half the time with this. Like, yeah. he's saying words and I'm like... <laughs> I understand those are actual English phrases that are coming out of your mouth, but when you put them together like that, I don't know what you're trying to say at all. He's definitely the best part of the movie, just because he's really fucking weird. Yeah, it's great. And I immediately immediately caught, because you said it once on the show, your Huckleberry line. Oh, yeah. What, well, this is the moment where... It was, at the okay cor- it was at the OK Corral. That's when I was like, he's doing like Heath Ledger Joker 10 years before Heath Ledger Joker, because... Yeah. It's like the the shootout has kind of subsided. Everybody dead. Yeah. There's like one dude and Doc rides up and like pulls one of his pistols and click no bullets. And the guy's like, oh, I got you now, you son of a bitch. And Doc just kind of holds both his arms out and goes, well, you're a daisy if you do. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's all the it's all the cocaine and laudum. I guess. I don't know what he's how he's self medicating that tuberculosis, well, but yeah, I was gonna say it's the you know it's the consumption, right? Like you gotta you gotta do what you can to get through it. That said, you're a daisy if you do is probably a line I will incorporate <laughs> into my everyday. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'll be your Huckleberry is just a thing, and anyone who's seen Tombstone and and loves it as much as I do immediately goes, "Yeah, I know where that's from." Yeah, I just tell people to watch it for Val Kilmer. I mean, Kurt Russell is great in it as well because he's ridiculous. I mean, the whole movie is sort of ridiculous. His transformation from uh, aspiring law-abiding saloon owner to the Terminator. (laughs) Kind of a little abrupt. (laughs) A little bit, but you sort of see it it boiling there under the surface. Morgan dies, basically. What the hell did they... And they attack the, the women. That's the, like, big thing, right? You never attack the women. Yes. What what was the ultimate catalyst? It was, arre- it was arresting the dude after shooting the sheriff the first time, or was it or was it just shooting down the dudes at the corral? I can't remember. Uh, it might have been shooting the dudes at the corral, which leads to the cowboys to retaliate by like threatening the women. And maybe it was just the device I was watching it on. Listen, I was pressed for time. I was watching it basically on my phone, uh, uh, on the bus, on my way home. 
that scene I had to like rewind like 15 times and I still didn't really understand what was happening just like the way it was like did some guy just like bust in and shoot the wall or something to like scare them or like no he was trying to shoot them okay that was not apparent on a five and a half inch screen might have been better on an actual television so the women are attacked uh, Virgil gets shot in the arm. Yeah, I was gonna say Virgil gets shot in the arm. Morgan dies. Morgan gets shot in the back and oh, dies. Oh yeah, and like a really painful, gruesome death. Yeah, well, yeah, that was very bloody. <laughs> Which, speaking of the shoehorn romance, blood stained, wider brother just died. Walks out into the rainy streets of Tombstone. Dana Delaney like runs out from I don't know across the street. She's like always where she needs to be at the yeah, exact moment. That's her superpower. And <laughs> she's like, she like he she's looking at him and he's just like, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> the water's like raining down on him. <gasps> I feel like they had a really good western movie and then someone was like, oh, but we got to put some romance. Oh, in there. there were some notes on this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. like s- some producer had some thoughts. And and it just it it really took away from the the awesomeness of the film it's really two different movies because yeah by the time he goes straight charles bronson at the end of the movie i'm like this is not even the same movie anymore it got like no so gory and just like shooting like he literally becomes the terminator he's having like the he's pinned down by curly bill there on the river and he yeah, just goes say. like fuck this and gets up and just walks out and he doesn't get shot and does not get shot at all it's amazing uh it's almost like a a pulp fiction moment <laughs> Just like guns blazing everywhere, and even like when Curly Bill like runs out onto the river to try to shoot him, he fires off like fifteen shots, and never, he's he was like thirty feet away. Like I understand guns were different in the eighteen hundreds or whatever. Oh no, like, I think the the, the heavy handedness is that he's somehow blessed <laughs> by God to destroy these terrible people. <laughs> as, if, as if that wasn't readily apparent when a couple cowboys who defect to the ERP cause because you don't you don't attack the women. No, the one played by Michael Rooker. Merle from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Good to see you. Says something like, you know, if they were my brothers, I want revenge too. And Doc's like, it's not revenge he's after. <laughs> it's a reckoning. <laughs> That's an okay. That's a pretty good Valkyrie. It's really not. I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, yeah, I just wanted to see what, what, if there was anything that you liked specifically or didn't like specifically or. Uh, what is Jason Priestley doing in this? Um, Being awesome because he wears his little glasses. What is his role? What is he supposed to be doing? I don't know. He's literally there for like giving, five minutes. Giving humanity to the terrible, terrible gang members. I guess. And falling in love with Billy Zane. Like he like. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's a, it's almost like. So, sidebar question. Why is Billy Zane? In this? It's, a, it's almost like why is Priestley in the fifth element? Like what? Priestley was in the fifth element? He's at the very beginning of the fifth element. Oh shit! Is he in the expedition? At the start? Yeah. I haven't seen the fifth element in a long ass time. Yeah. Um, I've seen that movie like. A hundred times. But anyways. Caitlin. Yeah. Fifth element. What about it? It was love. Sorry? It was love. Yes, it was. It was love. I'm going to punch you. Call back. Anyways. Yeah. So, so would you watch this again? If you had cable. No, yeah. that That's the thing. Yeah. Don't frame this to me like, would you watch this again? As in, would you take a uh, digital video disc, put it into a device that can play it, hit play and sit there and watch it from beginning to end? Probably not. Yeah. We had, back when I had cable, there were a number of beloved movies that we would call, we used to call them Peachtree movies. Okay. Because Channel 47 was Peachtree, which used to be like TBS, the Superstation in the States. Um, and they would show movies on Saturday. And they basically was like, this got extended to sh- uh, movies that would show up on like the Action Channel or Diva right. or channels like that. 
you always saw the same movies. You know, every, Sister Act. Every month you were always going to see War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. You were always going to see Independence Day. You're always going to see 2012. You're going to see A Die Hard. You don't know which one. If this was in a Peachtree movie rotation. Yeah. And I like came across it third of the way through and I have nowhere to be. Fuck yeah, I'd watch it. Is there anything you specifically liked about it? Uh, Kilmer was... Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Kilmer. God, that guy's a weirdo. <laughs> he is, but he's a very good actor in this. And I like... I do like Westerns, and I like that period. And I don't think I... This is a weird kind of sidebar connect. I don't know that I knew I liked Westerns as much as I did until I actually played Red Dead Redemption. Right. Because I went into that game just thinking, like, oh, it's a, it's a Rockstar game. It's just going to be Grand Theft Horse, you know, whatever. But, like, I don't think before that game I really understood what the quote-unquote lawless West was like. Right. Because um, it really was, like, as cliche a term, uncharted territory. These people were just moving West, dropping down wherever it seemed like it was a good place, and, like, buildings would pop up. And, like, yep. people were just running around with, like, no... Literally everyone on the street had a gun. Like, hmm and I mean, things like Deadwood, that was sort of like this, there's like a tertiary revival around that time. Mm. I don't know if you watched Deadwood. I haven't. My dad was super into it, but oh, I haven't watched it either. It's really good. And it does a really good um, job of of really getting into sort of what the West was like. Mm. And this movie does a little bit of that. Um, it also does the, the classic, it uses classic elements from Westerns, though. So it'll do silly things like all of a sudden there's a, you know, revenge is on the horizon and someone turns into the the cowboy Terminator. (laughs) And they have, you know, silly lines and stuff, but it's so they've sort of mixed it all together in this movie. And of course, there's also a very 90s element to this movie. And I think that's all these things that I that I love um, because I do love stories from the actual West. Mm. Um, And I do love classic westerns and i do love the 90s so i mean this is a very stylized version 90s stylized version of a western it's not as bad as like young guns young guns is probably the most guilty culprit culprit of that sort of thing yeah it's too clean young guns is barely a western it's just an excuse to put the prettiest boys of 1990 all all together movie yeah oh (laughs) um but okay so uh what would you rate it uh like a seven Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. I was like, listen, I I dragged my heels to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I gotta watch this fucking thing. For well, bo- both of us did this both week. Both of us did. Um, <laughs> Though I was, I, w- I was very busy. <laughs> you were actually doing stuff. Yeah. I was just like sitting around the house going like, oh, I gotta watch Tombstone. But by the time I actually got to it and like, like I was watching it basically, like I said, installments on my phone, on my iPad. I was on break at work last night finishing it up or like two thirds through. And, like, the half hour of my break, like, flew by. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, I got to go back to work. There's actually something interesting that's happening. I don't remember what was happening, but it was a good moment. <laughs> Someone was getting uh-huh. shot. Somebody was getting shot. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a very weird Western. It's not, like, you know, Unforgiven. It's not, no. like, or, you know. Or Django Unchained. It's full of dollars or anything like that. It's very, it's very pretty. It's very Hollywood. Um, and you can, it, you're totally within your right, uh, listener, to fast forward through the romance parts. It's real bad. It's so bad. I basically was fast forwarding during the the denouement where he the goes horse to, ride. He goes to find her. the horse ride was oh, oh the horse the ride horse was ride terrible was so bad. Uh, no, where he like dances with her in front of whatever right 
Denver, I think he's Denver, Colorado. I think he's yeah, at. I think he, that's fi- right. he finds her in. He's been tracking her forever. Um, that didn't really happen because his his coked up wife OD'd. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a useless character that was. Not that she should have had any use. She was just there to be be the anchor, weighing down Wyatt Earp and keeping him from happiness with Dana Delaney. But yeah, I mean, it's it was fun enough. Yeah, it's cool. Not, Se- seven that's what it's like a, it's like a c plus like yeah yeah that no i just you know i mean again i never know what things you're gonna like and what you don't right and what we hadn't really i mean i've talked a lot about westerns because i really love westerns but you've never brought up that you liked westerns or watched them or anything so it was just i was just interested to see where it would land and i'm just i'm pleasantly surprised well and as we know i think i'm also more generous to things that don't require any further commitment from me <laughs> like like this is it the thing i watched that's yeah. it there's not like another like 26 episodes of uh of tombstone, of, of tombstone that i'm expected to like go back to to get the full story like, especially since you know spoilers by the way since doc holiday dies from the consumption yeah he had tb he was, he was on his way out not long for this world that final twist at the end did you see that coming Oh, where eh, spoilers? We already said where he's the one who goes in. Uh, yeah, and um, I mean, I didn't see it coming, but I wasn't like. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> so okay, so it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a huge moment. It was just like an excuse for Doc Holiday to say, "I'm your Huckleberry again," which is basically good enough. <laughs> that's, that's all Caitlin needs. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Somebody could get a looping YouTube cut of just Val Kilmer saying I'm your Huckleberry for like 10 minutes and Caitlin would probably be in Or place. that that scene where, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy he's in like competition with. Ringo. Ringo. Where, where Ringo does the gun work and then Val Kilmer uses his <laughs> like cup. Wi- wine mug. <laughs> yeah. his, his sippy cup. <laughs> to, to do it back at him. Look at that. That was another one of those moments where it's like, I just don't get Westerns. He basically like Ringo does this thing with the guns and like basically is like slapping Doc Holliday in the face with his cock. Yeah. And Kilmer does it with his wine cup, which is basically like, I ain't impressed with your cock, homie. Like just. And diffuses the situation. And it didn't seem like it should have been diffused. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just expect everybody to start shooting in the Wild West. (laughs) Seemed like a moment where shit should have popped off and it didn't. And there were a number of movies, number of moments where I thought shit was going to pop off and it didn't. But maybe I just don't get, get Westerns. Anyway, it was fun. It's a thing that I did. It's done. I enjoyed myself well enough. So yeah, seven. Excellent. All right. Well, that is on most of your streaming sites. And I'm sure if you were to go to uh, Honest Ed's or any sort of going out of business. Honest Ed's? I'm sure they have a copy of it in their DVD <laughs> section. <laughs> or you can borrow it from me. <laughs> or you can borrow it from Caitlin. Moving on. Continuing with the heavy hitters. Yeah. If this was a... I don't expect this to have as forgiving a appraisal as as i had for tombstone mm-hmm. did this first come up when i mentioned it about something else and i said i wasn't going to give it to you or i would never give it to you and you said you said yeah i think i just mentioned it and you said it seemed interesting and yeah, i was surprised you, you said that like well you were talking about things you would never give me and mm. you're like i mean i'd never give you fully Cooley. and i was like wait why? Why wouldn't you give me Fully Cooley? I don't understand. And then you were like, okay, well, I guess I maybe will give it to you. So, hey, everybody. I gave Caitlin Fully Cooley. Yeah. Or FLCO or Footy Kitty or however you care to pronounce it. It's gibberish. It doesn't mean anything. Well, Ca- it, do- it does mean something. Technically, no, it doesn't. You may have taken meaning from it. We'll get into it. Fine. Officially, it All literally right. means nothing. So, this is a titan. No pun intended. <laughs> Of anime. 
Um, this is a what they call an OVA, which is an original video animation, which came out in 2000. It was released direct to home video from April of 2000 to March of 2001. It is a co-production of the legendary, at the time, less so now, they've kind of fallen on harder times, but at the time, Studio Gainax, nobody was beating them. They had Evangelion, they had His and Her Circumstances, they would go on to do Tengen Toppen Gurren Lagan. Did they, do, they did East of Eden? No. Oh, not East of Eden, that's a book. I know Eden of the East? Yes, yeah. you're thinking of that. I actually don't know if they did that. I don't think they did. Oh, cuz it's on the DVD. Um, they kind of do one of the yeah, one of the people might have. Basically what happens is Gainax kind of a lot of the people who were there at the time moved on to do other things. Actually, a lot of people from Gainax moved on to form Studio Trigger, which gave us uh Kill, a Kill and Space Patrol Luluko and shows like that. So this was written by Yoji Enokido and directed by Kazuyu Suromaki, who is a protege of Hideaki Anno, who is the guy who, Mr. Evangelion, he was his protege, uh, and it was the first project he did himself. He had done sequences and episodes here and there for shows people know, like Ava and His and Her Circumstances and Nadia's Secret of the Blue Water and things like that, but this was his first thing that was all his. At the time, this was unlike anything. Right. This came out in 2000, um, was a pillar of Adult Swim, Right. when Adult Swim was just not really producing their own things. They were just kind of showing risque things late at night on Cartoon Network. This was like nothing anybody had ever seen. It is the capitalist of capital A anime. Right. I don't know that you can get any more capital A anime than this. So this is a basically what it's a coming-of-age story about a 12-year-old boy named Nauta who lives with his father and his grandfather in a small rural-like town where nothing ever happens and everything is super boring. It is bordered by a soulless corporation called Medical Mechanica, whose building looks like a giant iron yes, uh, and occasionally dumps steam all over the town. Uh, nothing ever really happens. Nauta is in this weird friendship who knows what with this uh, inappropriate high schooler up. named Mamimi, who is his older brother's girlfriend or was his older brother's girlfriend or maybe she just had a crush on him. It's never totally really sure. Now it's his older, older brother has gone to the U.S. on a baseball scholarship. So Mamimi and himself are both kind of just like colliding into each other because they both miss uh, his brother. And Naota's just trying to get through and, and navigate being in that weird spot between childhood and adolescence when suddenly a woman claiming to be an alien named Haruko Harahara comes along on a yellow Vespa scooter, hits him with the scooter, subsequently smacks him in the head with a Rickenbacker bass, and opens a portal in Naota's head that causes robots to come out. Is that what happens? Yes. Okay. Was that unclear? That oh, was the, unclear. The part about the portal in the brain? Yeah. Yeah, that might have not been totally clear if you didn't get through all six episodes. Um, but that is mentioned. That something about the space between the hemispheres of the brain yeah. can be used as like a transmission, transportation type thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, basically what happens is Naota gets caught between the manipulations of Haruko, who has beef with Medical Mechanica for various reasons that are kind of revealed. And another guy, I can't remember his name. I have his name. Commander Amaro, 
who works for another organization who has a problem with Medical Mechanica. But that hasn't come up yet. <laughs> you only got the first three? Yeah. Okay, so no, yeah, he wouldn't have come up yet. And as well with Medical Mechanica itself and the robots from the corporation that are coming out of his head. Yeah. It's a puberty story. <laughs> you you said that before. I don't think it is. <laughs> the thing people always point to is the whole... Uh, there's a recurring theme where people are always like stealing Nauda's money and buying vending machine drinks. And he's always commenting that it, he doesn't like sour stuff. Yeah. And that's like, you know, the, the metaphor for moving into uh, adolescence and adulthood. Sure. <laughs> Says the people shoveling chocolate chips into their face. But yeah, no, that's the metaphor there is that. A more sophisticated palette is indicative of uh, moving into adulthood. The director, I have this exact, I have this exact quote. Uh, Suramaki has said, "Quote: Comprehension should not be an important factor in FLCO." Unquote. Probably pretty accurate. Hey, Kate. Yeah. Hey, what, what's going on? What do you think about all this? Um. Okay. So there are a couple things. First of all, weirdly. It reminded me of Daria. Really? Yeah, because Daria did this thing where the music would play in the background mm. and then sometimes would be somehow led into the scene. Um, and, and FLCL I, has done this a couple times. I guess we should say a major part of the show as well and its appeal for people is the music is flawless. It yes. is all selections by this uh, J-Rock band called The Pillows who Suramaki was a fan of um, and he contacted them and sometimes it's the actual recorded versions they did or they redid their songs as instrumental versions yeah. for the show. And, and, it, and it works really well. Mm. Um, but that reminded me of Daria. Daria's music was on point <laughs> always and it really added texture to the scene. Mm. Um, it also reminded me of a show called Downtown. It was also an animated show. I remember that it used to air really late on Teletoon. Didn't That's it? right. Yeah, um, and people downtown, hanging around on stoops a lot, if I recall. Yeah, hanging around and and it was about teenagers and sort of like in kids in their twenties. I guess I call them kids, but people in their twenties. But they would do something where they would have sort of regular animation, and then they would someone would. Something would happen. They'd get drunk or high or be in a weird place. And the animation sometimes would devolve or it would change or it'd get really weird and funky. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that uh, FLCL does the same type of thing. Like they would just totally break like genre. And like at one point it was going along and then all of a sudden it turned into like a manga. A manga page, yeah. Yeah, I love that. At one point um, they they did this awesome thing where they broke the fourth wall and they were talking about the slow motion and it was in the first episode and then they cut to them talking about doing the slow oh, motion. Right. And they're like in the trailer. Yeah. Like. And she's like, wow, slow motion's really hard. Yeah. You have to keep it that way for a long time. Wait, I thought those were, were like, it was just ridiculous. And I loved that. I thought that was fantastic. And the only thing that, not the only thing, but a big part of what, was frustrating for me is the I think it was the dub was not I don't think it was very good because I was gonna say I you know I traditionally do my rewatch uh, so I know what the hell's what the hell I'm getting you into um, and I watched the sub and was thinking to myself holy shit I hope she watches the dub <laughs> 
because oh. the subtitles are fucking flying like well yes the, okay so the first two episodes i watched the dub and there were things and i was like this does, this it wasn't even just the story didn't make sense i was like this sentence doesn't make make sense they had a lot of trouble i mean i don't know all the examples but localizing this this show for like a western audience was apparently like one of the hardest things because it's so filled with in jokes like one example i don't know if it comes up in any of the episodes you watched i don't remember where exactly it is there's like a joke about this like soft drink called cheerio yeah um which what was that about well that doesn't exist in oh. in it was like a forgot it's like a joke soft drink right um in japan that like failed or something so the best they could come up with in the dub that would like kind of resonate on the same level was mm. like crystal pepsi like they had to like Oh, but so they, they don't say that in the dub. They say Cheerio. Oh, they might have redone. Did they redo the dub? I, they must have because must have. the dub is really bad. Because this first came out on a on a from another studio um, that has since gone bankrupt. I think it was actually out of print for a long time. Actually, the only time I got ripped off on eBay was trying to buy the original FLCO box set. Oh. Um, so fuck you, guy. <laughs> um, and now, yeah, Funimation bought it up again. Right. So they may have redone the dub and because not made these changes in the new scripts. Because Cheerio is mentioned and I'm, uh, oh. I don't know what that is. But there's other things like literally the sentence structure doesn't make any sense. But when I watched the the sub uh, for the third episode, it was way better. Really? It was fast because mm. it's really like this, the, the show. Oh, yeah. Everybody's um, talking over each other all the time. But it w- made way more sense. Oh, interesting. I loved the like the weirdness of the robots coming out of his head. Like, I just, I love that. I, j- I really love the characters. There are a lot of female characters. You know, I'm all big on that. That's always great. I don't know. But I, but I was wondering, how do you, you know, you're big on female characters. There's a lot of, and this is another reason why people say it's a puberty story, because there's a lot of sexual tension running through a lot of the show. I've, Whether it was it's the creepy Mamimi Nauta yes, thing. Yes, that was really, that was really creepy because he is obviously so young and she's so much older um, that I was like, I hope she gets arrested. Um, <laughs> she's always like hugging him weirdly. Yeah, and, and kissing him. And, and his, like, his classmates call her his wife. Yeah, and, and putting her boobs on him. Like they're very specific about that. There is some underwear shots nicely in the second episode some guy is ogling i can't say her name haruka harahara how did i do haruko 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 um some guy's ogling her underwear and then nauta yeah nauta comes up and is like you should be ashamed of yourself what is wrong with you you're a grown man what is your problem which is great that's nice that it gets called out um but i remember watching that scene and you know i'm like i'm like soup sense now about (laughs) (laughs) about giving that shit to kate because like yeah there's that yeah now it shows up and derides the guy for doing it but there's like 45 seconds of fan service upskirt Harko and this guy going (laughs) there's also there's also like in the third episode the class president i can't remember her name yeah, yeah. Her legs are flailing, and Haruko is trying to like hold onto her legs, and her like I think it's her, I think it's her. Her underwear comes off, mm-hmm. and like you don't see anything, but you know her underwear's off, and then she like freaks out and like quickly puts the underwear back on her <laughs> legs, like stuff like that. Is nudity's funny as long as it's not does it make the character uncomfortable mm. it, it, it's very complicated. I can break it down one day. But it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um. And 
yeah i they i mean it wasn't too fan servicey they do a little bit especially with um uh mamimi is that how you say it yep. mamimi um they do quite a bit of it with her but i really liked besides all that i really liked the characters and it wasn't too bad it wasn't kill a kill like <laughs> at all well good um, and i love the weirdness of it it's sort of bonkers, and I think that's great. That is a word for it. Uh, like, for instance, um, Haruko, she dresses up as a nurse <laughs> at one point, and then in this in the first episode, I think, yeah, in the first episode, and then in the third episode, there's a callback to the fact she hasn't returned the outfit yet, and she <laughs> is dressed up as a nurse for some reason. The robot, I can't remember, they finally give him a name. Chi something? Uh, Mamimi, like, relates him to this video game she's playing and calls him, I think they just shorten it to Kanti. Kanti, that's it. And it's, he's supposed to be, like, this god of something when he has the, wings. It's the first robot that comes out of his head, I yes, think. Yes, which I don't know why that robot is a good robot. <laughs> and then all the other robots are evil robots. And want to fight him. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. And then why he consumes Nauta. Nauta. Nauta, and like then turns like more power. I don't know what's going on, Um, but that's okay. I think I think the director is correct. I don't think you actually always need to know exactly what's going on, and it's a lot of fun. And the animation is really cool. And I love like they just they change up the animation sometimes for no reason. Thought it held up for a sixteen-year-old show or whatever. Yeah, I I I would be. I'm surprised it's so old because it definitely does not age Mm. at all. Like if you released it tomorrow then I'd be like, oh, this is a really cool show. And it's still, I think, really... I'm not going to say, I don't know if it's rev- if it was revolutionary, but I definitely think it takes a medium where there's a lot of stuff that's repetitive and is able to really change it and make it interesting. It was just cool in a way that anime never was. You know, most anime is set in high school and it's a bunch of girls who love a dude or it's like fighting to be the best or things like this. And then this thing just drops from the sky and it's got kick-ass music that doesn't sound like (laughs) 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 Um, it doesn't have super synthy J-pop music on it. Um, Has like western touches like the Rickenbacker bass and the Vespa scooter. It's the same. This is very uh, tenuous comparison, but it's like same reason like Murakami gets was lauded for his writing early on because he would like incorporate all these like Western influences and and sort of cultural things into his distinctly Japanese writing. I think FLCL does that uh, a fair bit as well. And yeah, just didn't care, didn't care, had zero fucks. Like you said, the breaking the fourth wall thing. Um, you mentioned the trailer scene. There's another one where. When Naota mentions, like, you know, if you don't put that, if you don't give that outfit back, somebody's going to think you're, like, an actual nurse. Yeah. And she, like, looks right at the camera, and she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And she, like, gives her name and age and (laughs) where she's from, and it's like, people think I'm human, but I'm actually, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, (laughs) I love love his dad having the robot, like, lift boxes (laughs) around the house and and stuff, and Naota's yelling to be like, don't let him outside, like. And, like, they, they, I don't know, there's, I the the whole dynamic between all these characters um, is really great um, because they're not just like one-offs or they don't just have one role. Like the dad's there and he's ridiculous and the grandpa's there and he's ridiculous. <laughs> and I like that about them. I like that the robot just sort of found his place 
Um, oh yeah, he's perfectly happy. The robot's perfectly happy to do these things. He doesn't mind. Yeah, and but also like at one point he's in a closet and he's painting something. I I couldn't quite tell. I think it was like like his maybe his like crotch area, but he's got like paint and he's painting it like he's got scratched or something. And Haruko, mm-hmm. uh, she like opens the door on him and like he's all embarrassed. It's just silly stuff like that. I really like. Um, I like that it's so crazy and fast paced and a lot happens in an episode. And they added, yeah, they added the the president. The one thing I uh, like of the of the student council or the president of the class, I don't know what it quite is, but um, she's kind of a cool character. But like what I don't understand is why they're always all these different female characters making sexual advances towards this 12 year old. Like I am kind of like, uh, why? He's the sexiest 12 year old in Manabe Prefecture. This is from. just so weird and it uncomfortable. Is, but I think maybe that's comprehension is not the point but you know maybe that's maybe that's intentional because i'm sure for some 12 year olds out there attention from females who have matured at a more rapid pace than you and now start looking at you at a different way and giving you that type of attention can feel very uncomfortable and you don't know what the hell to do with it it's true it's true i just yeah it's um that's probably the only point part sorry uh that makes me uncomfortable but it does add something to the story and there's sort of like three or four stories going on Mm. there's like the uh i can't remember what you called it but sort of the life story you know there like you said there's sort of him growing up Mm. there's uh even the president has um these issues with her parents in the third episode yeah, yeah. like her dad might be arrested for something and her parents are getting a divorce possibly and she's sort of working out that kind of stuff and she has these feelings for him that she's trying to work out uh so that's going on and then a robot comes out of her head and then there's the robot story yes. like the robot uh what did we say his name was again conti conti um and what and sort of him and and the alien story whatever Haruko's up to yeah and, and then there's also like the fact that there are these robots coming out of kids' heads, you know? So there's sort of, they've blended all these things together, and I actually think it works really well. Well, before we uh, get to the question of if you're giving back these DVDs yet, or if you're going to keep them to watch the rest of the thing, yeah, the item that I gasped about when I was reading uh, Anime Expo headlines, yes, we, we know, to our amazement, 16 years after the fact, there will be two more seasons of FLCO. Yeah. We brought this up on the show before. Announced at Anime Expo was that not only would, I believe his name is Yoshiyuki Satomoto, apologies if I butchered that, I'm going by memory, uh, will be returning as character designer for the show. Uh, We've mentioned before, Caitlin has noticed character designs on shows. It's it's an important part when you're doing your animes. The pillows are returning to do the music. (gasps) No wonder you gasped. That's why I gasped. Oh, that's so exciting. It's kind of been diminishing returns on the pillows in recent years. They kind of, the music in FLCO, in my opinion, is like their golden age. Right. Um, they've kind of like turned into the Japanese Weezer at this point, where it's just like, <laughs> yep. and they put out an album every year. There might be one good song that's on it, and they tour, and then they go away for a while, and then they put another album. But if they try to get back in tune with the band they were at that point, that could be really exciting. But yeah, it was such a, when I heard, that was the first question I had when I heard that they were going to do these extra seasons. It's like the music is so integral. Like you have, you have to have it. Like, I don't know how you do this without, without them. Or do you try to find a comparable band to them or like what? Right. But 
yeah, the old, the old farts are gonna because they're like in their fifties now, but they're they're gonna they're gonna dust it off and do the music again. So that's soup tap. That's awesome. Um, the other thing is, I didn't realize. I guess I was at the end of episode three, and I didn't have the time, but I was thinking about I was just going to watch the next episode, and then I didn't realize there were only six episodes, mm. and I almost flipped a table over. No, <laughs> really? I was like, wait, wait, there's only six episodes! Ah! Um, so you are keeping the DVDs. I am. I have not brought them back. Oh, you don't even have don't even have them on her? No. Because uh, it's like, oh, I'll just I'll give them to him next week. But yeah, no, it was, I really enjoyed it. So it's a pass. It is a pass. And as much as you're keeping it. Yeah. Numerical grade. Um, I'm going to give it an 8. Nice. It might turn into an 8.5. We'll see where the story goes. They've been really good at like doing sort of this literal, literal like monster robot of the week. Kind, thing. Yeah, kind of. But they've also been really good at pushing other stories through. Like, again, it, it moves really quickly, but they've been able to sort of keep pace. There is, um, you mentioned how much you liked when they change animation styles. Yeah. I mentioned the character, the commander that shows up later. Yeah. Who you haven't seen yet. Uh, they changed the animation style again in one of his scenes <laughs> that at the time made me just clap with delight. All right. For what they did. I will, I will look out for that. All right. 8.5. We will take that. Yeah. Whew. That was, I don't know how I would have dealt with that one, friends, if it wasn't, it's like still the only anime t-shirt I own. Really? Yeah. I have a yellow t-shirt with uh with like a sketch drawing of Haruko oh, that's leaning cool. on her, leaning on her Vespa. Oh yeah. And then I have to, I mean, some points were deducted because they have two characters that have pink hair. That is ridiculous. Haruko and who? And my Mimi. Oh yeah. It's kind of a darker shade, but yeah, it's also, it's, it's pink. It's pink adjacent. Could have been blue it could have been brown blonde could have, could have done anything all right well i have zero updates this week um i was trying to think if i had any updates but things i'd been watching oh cabinary oh. finished cabinary finished i think we meant didn't we mention that last week and uh, i still haven't seen it no it actually the actual episode the finale aired on friday oh okay so um i've seen it caitlin has not i have not seen it as I said, when she walked in, she was kind of bummed out when I said it. It's an anime. Yeah. Why? Now I'm going to... Uh, and I have to finish pasta? Like, killing me here, Jordan. I, I did watch an alarming... Not a lot, but an alarming number of Teen Titans Go this week. Just because it was like, <laughs> I just want to watch something and I need something dumb that can play in the background. That is actually exactly what I say sometimes. That's, that's the I'm point. Like, we need a thing in the background. Um, the thing we just watched... Uh, yesterday was going to be Shaka Zulu, um, like the documentary about the African king, or the min- the mini series about it's the a mini series. I didn't know it existed. It's from the nineteen eighties. Oh yeah, because you want to know you want to the touchstone point of Shaka Zulu oh, in my life. No, it aired on regular TV. Yeah, and it had titties in it. Oh, did it? It did. Wow. Because that's how that's how much the networks believed in this show. They're like, you know what? Let the let the African titties. Did they believe roll out. in the weird fat suit for Queen Victoria at the beginning? I don't know. I listen. I never watched it. Oh. I just knew that kids on the playground, soups hap. <laughs> that they could just watch boobs. 
that's great. Well, we were going to watch it, but then the weird Victoria Queen Victoria fat suit creeped us out enough so that weird. we. What was this? What was this even on? <laughs> it's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah, we were Damn. looking at things we want to watch in the future on Netflix. We saw all the Star Trek and got really excited, <laughs> and then we. So I don't know why, but it brought up Shaka Zulu for us, <laughs> and I was super excited, um, and. And then we started watching it and it was just, I mean, we'll try and power through the weird fat suit, but it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Watching Teen Titans go, uh, we mentioned when we talked about it last week that Caitlin was pretty sure there were episodes where, uh, they just died Yeah, at the end that they did go that far. Yeah. No, they do. I got to those. <laughs> it was pretty dope. There's one where they die and there's one where Robin begs for superpowers and Raven finally gives them to him, yep. and he uh, stops all the crime in Jump City, I guess it's called. And then the rest of the episode watches Robin go through his life working in a normal like cubicle job. And he, getting fat and old. Aging, and, yeah. living alone, heating his TV dinner by himself in his apartment by himself with his heat vision. And finally, like an old, decrepit man about to die, <laughs> wondering, where did my life go wrong? And that what was the moment. It was the moment I got powers. And of course, that they were all telling him that powers were terrible and it, they were more of a curse. And that's when they like the curtain draws back and they're all there and they're old. And Raven's got like little little old lady glasses on. <laughs> um, and they didn't die in that one, but they just like love the fact that the show was like, eh, fuck it. They're just all old. They're just all old now. Yeah. Next episode, fine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I loved. It just sort of picks up at the next. <clears throat> Sorry. That just picks up at the next episode. Um, and oh, yeah. The only other thing I was going to mention mm. is that at the uh, cottage yes. this weekend, I played a game that I encourage all of you to play because it is not Monopoly. <laughs> it is Sushi Go. Sushi Go. Which is a great, great game. Lots of fun. I just I brought it up because you know we're we geek down about all types of things, and we haven't really talked about uh, board games, but mm. it's something else that I love besides westerns and old lady detectives. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I refuse to play Monopoly, so <laughs> I just bring everything else I can besides uh, besides Monopoly. Well, there you go. If you're out if you're out and about, Toronto fam, hitting up snakes and lattes or loggers or whichever one of those, any of your board game cafes of choice. Definitely check out Sushi Go. Check out Sushi Go. It's fast. It's easy to learn. It's good for kids and adults. And if you're a child at heart like me, you will be vastly entertained. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that is just about going to wrap up another fantastic fucking episode (laughs) of the Geek Down Podcast. And it wasn't even too hot in here. And we're good? Yeah. We're good. It's pitch black, by the way. We have not (laughs) turned a light on. The, the The glow of the laptop is the only thing illuminating this recording session. Because, listen, everything, <laughs> everything disperses heat. So yeah, no, this is good. This is a good temperature, actually. You need to talk into the microphone. Sorry, sorry, I was looking at the fan. When I was saying <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> it's it's not that hot. It's hot enough. We're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson, and my name is Kate McKinnon, and we'll be back with all y'all next week. See you then.
I'm gonna listen to myself. Oh, this is weird. <clears throat> this is super weird. How can you do this the whole time? You just listen to yourself the whole time. Do I really sound like this? Yeah. Oh, God, this is awful.